So New Belgium began as a family-owned, founder-owned firm. And its founder and CEO, Kim Jordan, and her family were the owners. And over time, they began to sell portions of the business to the employees of New Belgium Brewery uh, through a vehicle that's called an employee stock ownership plan, which we abbreviate as ESOP for short. And in an ESOP, employees aren't direct stockholders. They're not owning shares of the corporation, but rather shares of the corporation are held in trust, in an ESOP trust, and then the employees are beneficiaries of that trust. So as the company generates profit, it pays a portion of those profits into the trust. And employees, when they leave the firm, for example, at retirement, are, are paid out their portion of the balance of the trust. So it's a form of employee ownership that's somewhat indirect, but economically very meaningful. And up until 2012, um, employees of New Belgium owned 41% of the company through this vehicle. Um, but in 2013, um, the employees bought 100% through the ESOP. And that firm has been 100% employee owned uh, since that time. So why should Joe and Jane Sixpack care about any of this? <laughs> well, uh, Joe and Jane Sixpack is, um, is, a, is a clever way to talk about it because I think one of the things that made New Belgium such a compelling story is that nearly everybody I've ever met has enjoyed a fat tire ale, which was New Belgium's sort of signature, signature product. And so New Belgium really was a household name, a household brand. And I spend a lot of time, you know, as I travel around the country, um, sharing about the transformative power of employee ownership uh, and how just by changing uh, the ownership structure of a firm um, and, and nothing else about the business model, you can have materially different um, outcomes for the folks that work in those businesses. And so when I share about that, I find that it's it's not all that hard for folks to fall in love. I mean, when they hear about the promise of this model, it's, it's demonstrated, it's proven, it's a common sense pathway to reduce inequality and keep jobs at home and rebuild a middle class. Um, it's, it's got a rare practical and, and bipartisan appeal that, that sounds almost too good to be true. And so the question that I get asked over and over when I'm out on the road is, hey, well, great, sounds really good, but does it really work? And for me, the answer is, well, the only thing that can truly prove the efficacy of the model are examples of real businesses at scale that are doing things the right way, that are doing right by their workers in this way, and succeeding in the marketplace as a result. And so I really love sharing the stories of great companies that have done that. And there are a lot to draw on Isaiah, you, you shared earlier that you enjoyed lunch from uh, Wawa Convenience Stores today, which is um, owned by an ESOP. Um, there's also companies like Equal Exchange, where I buy coffee from, in, you know, in the grocery store, or Recology uh, that processes waste uh, for um, the Bay Area at scale. And all of these um, are examples of where employee ownership structures are part of a broader expression of uh, corporate values and corporate social mission. And so it's consistently exciting when I see people 
eyes light up uh, went with, with surprise to learn that these major companies uh, that they've supported are owned by the people that work there. And New Belgium was one of my favorite to talk about um, because it was so well-known and so well-loved and really so so hip and, and had shaped an entire industry. And when people would hear that there were over 700 employees um, generating hundreds of millions of 